Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi guys, my name is Chidima. No, your name is Shay. Hi guys, my name is Shay, and my name is Chidima. Catch us on this episode of Tea with Day, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello! Welcome to another fabulous episode of Tea with Tay. Today is a very different episode. You know, now more than ever, Nigerians, especially young Nigerians, are trying to leave Nigeria for greener pastures, for a better life, or whatever you can call it. It's called the Jackpot Syndrome. So today we have two beautiful guests on the show and they're going to discuss the Jackpot Syndrome with me. Why are Nigerians trying to leave Nigeria? And why are some Nigerians actually trying to come back to Nigeria? Please put your hands together for Sheyi and Chidima. Welcome to Tea with Tea Pod. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Today's a special day because <laughs> this is not a celebrity. I mean, you guys are celebrities in your own right, in your own industries. But I mean, <laughs> I'm going to talk about Nigeria. And Jack Bain. Um, Chidima, I mean, please do the introductions. Yeah. Um, Chidima and she, please introduce yourselves. Okay. My name is Chidima. My name is Chidima Oniala. And um, first of all, I'm a process safety inspector. That's most, most people don't even know what that is, but uh, it's oil and gas safety. And um, I'm one of those people that I think, so to say, I'll describe myself as one of those people that have refused to enter the box, you know, putting yourself in a box. I believe to stretch, you know, do as much as you can do till you find your path or your path might even actually mm. be diversified like that. So I also do web designing, business analysis. Yes, I speak French very well. Oui, oui. Oh, oui, oui. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I do all of that stuff. I have a podcast as well, and I have uh, an empowerment foundation. Wow, so yeah, that's a woman. 
a whole lady. A lady. You know, a well-rounded woman. Yeah. Amazing. So. She, let's meet Hi, you. you guys. My name is She Alawade, and I do my best. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do my best for a living. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm 25 years old. Um, I run a consultancy that works with mm-hmm. tech startups and creative startups across the UK and Nigeria. So we basically help businesses, quote-unquote, blue <laughs> through marketing, business development, sales, strategy, and all that fun stuff. Um, what else? Yeah, I think I'm a vibe. Like, I oh, really oh, am. So true. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's me. Um, and yeah, I guess the episode... Oh, God, there's my mouth. Um, as the episode goes on, we'll find out. Yeah. I'm actually very excited for this episode. Okay, let me let me come to you, Chidima, quickly. Okay. Um, you, you were born and raised here, right? Oh, yeah. Tell me what it feels like to be in Nigeria. <clears throat> <clears throat> I think the very first thing is um, the dysfunctionality. Shumufa. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nigeria is very dysfunctional, and with every waking day, it gets more annoying. You know, we get angrier as Nigerians. Mm-hmm. For me, living in Nigeria as a Nigerian. The scariest part for me is the insecurity. When I when I say insecurity, I, I mean talking of the terrorism. That one is far stretched. Let's 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 bring it home. You know, the security you do not have with your job, the security you do not have in your environment, the security you do not have as a person. What do I mean? First one, the security you do not have with your job. I'll take myself as like for example. I've had I've had a good life. I can't even complain. You know, I started working the year I finished NYC. The who know who factor came in, and mm-hmm. I got a job immediately at twenty two. You know, fantastic life, right? And then I realized that all my friends at work—that's not supposed to be a problem, but it's just taking you through the journey, right? Uh, I realized that all my friends are work. It was that kind of job that all your friends are 50-something, 40-something. You know, they baba them, that they mm-hmm. be your friends. They go party, 60-year-old, you know, that kind of thing. But then the money was good. It was a fantastic opportunity. I had a good head start. And mind you, I did mass communication in Unipen. That's that what I studied. Mm. And I badly wanted to be an actor. And, you know, I knew the work. I realized the work that I had to put in to be an actor. I didn't just want to be an actor. I wanted to be a profound actor. And not forgetting the fact that I was raised in Asaba. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would say that I had, I was in the very heart of where the whole acting thing was happening. But then, as God would have it, or as calculation and opportunities would have it, I got the job that I got in oil and gas. So I had to go, and it was good. But bringing us back to point number one, the insecurity you have with growing up as a person in Nigeria and with your job is at the point where I realized that I was being paid to not have a life and I decided to leave. That was my light bulb moment. You know, that was when I realized that I had to leave the country because I had outpriced myself out of the market. Now, I was living at the age of 26 and who would pay me as much as where I was living I don't know if you understand Mm -hmm. you know who would pay me that much what kind of job would pay me that much as a woman and as a young person in Nigeria first of all 
the great job opportunities that my friends were talking about, like if the job is great, they're talking about 400k, 500k. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like this, acting like I can't, re- well, I couldn't relate. And then everybody thinks that you're acting brand new. But so spending six, you're earning more than 400k, 500k? That's your... <laughs> I was earning more than twice of that, you know, on a good day, minus Assist. benefits. So, yeah, so I had outpriced myself mm. out of the market. So at the mm. point where I realized, okay, this money is good, but if I continue like this, I might not get married, I might not have a life. Or I had disconnected from all my friends. Okay, so what happened was, I was employed in Lagos, but I had to go to Eket to work. Right. My point exactly. Did you hear that? <laughs> so, that's so that's like... The other end of the country is in Akwaibom. Beautiful place, you know, beautiful place. But the point was, that was where the work was. That's where the oil storage is. That's where the companies are. Not a problem. But I was a young girl, you know, very young. And me, I'm the life of the party. Do you get? So I wasn't partying. I wasn't... I wasn't leaving. I, I don't even get boyfriend. So you think that Nigeria robbed you of your... Like... No, no. I'm not even blaming Nigeria for that part. Okay. So the point we're taking from there is the fact that, you know, that insecurity I'm talking about, I needed to leave this job. But after leaving it, where will I go? That I will have as much financial leverage. Mm, there was nowhere. Like which job? You know, which job? Mm. When the tech tech starts booming like this, mm. it's not from COVID, everybody realized that mm. there was so much. I mean, tech had been there, but, you know, the tech opportunities, even Nigeria is still warming up to most of the tech jobs. You know, so that was my light bulb moment. Like I was saying, I realized that okay, I, I, I priced myself. I have to leave. You know, for me to get more than what I was getting before, I have to start looking overseas for opportunities. Yeah. So, f- sorry for you, Shay. Mm-hmm. Were you born and raised here? Or? Um. So my upbringing is so interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I must say so myself. So I was born in the UK. Um, and then my family moved here. So my mom and her twin, just listen to my life story dynamic. Um, I was pretty much raised by my mom and her twin, Hengo, and they both grew up in the UK. So I was born there, um, came to Nigeria, did primary school here, <clears throat> um, did two years of secondary school in Ibadan, um, primary school in Lagos, two years of secondary school in Ibadan, and then I was off back to the UK at 13 years old. And that sort of dynamic meant that during most of the year, I was in the UK, but in the nice holidays like Easter, summer, Christmas, all of that, I was in Nigeria. So because of that, I had, obviously aside from the fact that I was young as hell, I had a very, very sheltered, you know, experience of what it's like to be Nigerian, what it's like to grow up in Nigeria, you know. I enjoyed Nigeria in the good moments, you know, dirty mm. December, mm. Easter, summer. <laughs> like I don't experience, well, I didn't then experience Nigeria every day. So it was really, really easy for me to be like, yeah, I don't know what people are complaining about. Like, Lagos is fun. Like, what are you guys saying? <laughs> you know, um, but that simply wasn't everybody's reality. So that, I think, was my biggest realization in moving back. Like, oh, shit. Like, shit. Like, this is this is Nigeria. And you're doing that as an adult. It's a big, big culture shock. Um, so, yeah, that that's definitely impacted how... And to some extent, like why I moved back as well, because I felt like I was almost, it's going to sound super backwards because you basically just explained like insecurity, that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. But I almost felt like 
it was almost disingenuous to call myself Nigerian, mm. but I only experienced Nigeria three times a year. It didn't really make yeah. sense. Like mm. that's why I wanted to have. That's why I want to have my kids. That's why I want to get married. It's where I want to build a life. And if I've quote unquote gained so much exposure over there, I don't really see how I'm adding value to a country that already has it. Like it right. makes so much sense to to me, Sha, for me to have learned, upskilled, done all my shit. And then brought it back home to actually do something meaningful. And I think that's what I've been doing so far. How's Nigeria been to you so far? Nigeria has been soft. Let me not lie. Has been what? Soft. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I understand I say this from like a very privileged, privileged. point of view. Like that is something that I've always known. I've never denied it. And I've always owned up to it. Um, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Nigeria has been kind of soft it's extremely frustrating but then i almost feel bad for complaining because it's like you even have do you understand like the average nigerian i was saying to my friend the other day like the average nigerian wakes up each day and they're not they don't even have the luxury to think about you know because we wake up and we complain about oh it's too hard like mm. it's all of this average nigerian is complaining thinking about what they have to eat that day mm. you know living hand to mouth so it's like in doing so, it makes you a lot more grateful and it makes you a lot more aware. Self-awareness, I'd say, is the mm. biggest thing I've learned since moving back. And also just how to be more resilient. Mm. But <laughs> in the UK, everything is just so convenient. Like, there's a, there's something for everything. Like, even down to transport, for example. So you have these things called Oyster Cards. Mm. And an Oyster Card is, like, basically when you... Just for context for the listeners, like you have a card, a digital card, and you load money on it. You can do it online. You can do it at a train station. You can do it anywhere. And you just get on a bus, you tap it, and you enter. That is just, it's just that simple. You don't need to worry about change. You don't, I don't even know if they even accept cash anymore. I don't know. You don't need to worry about any of that. So going from that to having to sort of do everything at a grassroots level, it's so different. Like, it's so, so different. And I just felt like I wasn't getting that push. Like, I wasn't getting that that drive that I wanted. Mm. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, there's just this kind of hustle that I felt like being in the UK wasn't giving me, you know? You, you know what's so funny to see? It's the chasm between both of you. Like, you know, this one has been in Nigeria all her life. <laughs> Nigeria has stressed her so much. She wants to run away. Yeah. You would use Oyster card for... Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to run back. But you know what the thing is about Nigeria? I'm, I I like to think that I'm very patriotic. I like to think that, you know... um, I really like my country. Mm-hmm. But on the one hand, I'm just like, if I wasn't Timisan, if life wasn't going this way for me, would I still mm-hmm. be here? So, I feel like... You know, once you... And, and sorry, oh, not to cut you short. So, I'm I'm saying that, you know... Are you leaving because of the fact that you know what you want a better life, or the thing is so bad? Or you know, like sure. I want you to know why you have you had it up to here? Because this wait, because because this job where you get so you're living the lifestyle, but then again, you still want to leave. It's actually bold for you or for people to think that. People want to relocate either because they're not patriotic or mm. because of Saka or because they're not having a go. Mm-hmm. You know how they say you have to hit rock bottom before yeah. you realize how bad things are? Things are bad in Nigeria now. But if I tell you that we've not even hit rock bottom, it's bad now. So it's going, it's progressively deteriorating, in my opinion. 
now. Do you know how not cheap Jabba is? Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. If this Do you know how? Please give me a perspective on, on 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 the process. I'm going to come to the process okay. actually. No, we'll get to the process. Okay. But to your question of the reason is it mm. because it's not good or is because Nigeria has gotten to a point where your money can save you. In my opinion, if it could save you, let's not throw stones or mention names. Most of the <laughs> rich, mm, the movers and shakers, <laughs> when they get sick, that's I'm I'm reaching for sickness because it's a low hanging mm-hmm. fruit, right? Mm-hmm. When they get sick, they have the money, right? Why don't you take your health care here? It's because it is not here. So if you are not fast enough, if you die before you reach where you go, mm. but you get money. Mm. I lost my dad like two two years ago. Like, um, simply put, the relationship I have with my father is if it was a kidney problem, I would jump quickly and give him my own. Mm. Girls That's, and their yeah, dad. Yeah. Our own was deeper because, I mean, it was deep, deep, right? Mm-hmm. I was in the hospital. I was sitting with him. I was talking with him. It was a supposedly good hospital. He was talking to me. Two hours later, he decided to take a nap. I had money. Like when he looked at me and drew his last two breaths, I was looking. My sister rolled on the floor multiple times and I was looking because why are you rolling? What thing happened? They said the man don't die. Person why they talk to. Do you understand? So my point, why, why this, why this um infirmary? Why am I referencing that? Mm. Your money can save you. I had money, I could have taken him anywhere. But we just don't have it. The basics. Just... There's no system. Like, it's not working. We they force the love. The love, no. I love the country, but you not love me. Okay, you, you want to say something? Yeah, that thing about your money can save you. I totally agree. And yeah. growing up in a very sheltered, privileged, like unaware, quote-unquote, circle of people. So there's a bunch of us that, you know, I actually wrote my dissertation on this. Quite frankly, like we went to the same schools, like our parents put us in the same areas, we grew up in the same neighborhoods. Like that is how Nigeria's quote unquote one percent works, right? It's it's intentional. They put mm-hmm. you with each other. And what it does is that it creates this sense of just cluelessness. Like mm-hmm. you would not even believe how clueless a lot of these people are. And the concept of Nigeria happening to them, they just can't fathom. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Like, they're sheltered. Whether or not there's flood, like mm. Banana Island, for example. I've, have you guys ever seen Banana Island Road when it rains? Like, the road leading up to it. It's an eyesore. Onuru is another example. Mm. Onuru is probably one of, amongst the wealthiest, you know, uh, neighborhoods, neighborhoods in, in, in the city. But mm. Nigeria still happens to Onuru because it's not... Look at you know, so it's like yeah, so it's kind of like I totally agree when you say your money can't save Mm. you, but there's a lot of people that still refuse to accept that. You you, You know, it's very interesting. I totally get what you guys are saying because you know, lately I've been traveling a lot, and no matter how much money or affluence that you that you even have as a Nigerian, once you cross these borders, once you get to immigration in another country. First of all, you're only relegated because of your passports. You understand? And, you know, as much as I love my country, I'm like, I really don't want... I want another passport. Like, Mm. I really don't want to be looked at like a criminal after all this hard work, you know? I remember one time I was in Morocco and they they took me to, like, the police area. Every other other people, they pass. You understand? And they took me to the police area 
The only thing that really just got me out of that space quickly was because I, I showed them my Netflix thing that, you know, I'm an actor, I'm on holiday. And I'm just like, how bad have we gotten as a country yeah. that, you know what, I have to literally pull these strings to cross immigration. You know, and, and, and when people say Nigeria, don't let Nigeria happen to See? you, mm-hmm. is, you know, sometimes I, they don't say it from a point of, oh, I hate this country so much. It's like we're exhausted by our own country. Yeah. That even with the money that we have, there's only so much that we can do. And do you know what's interesting? You mentioned that because if that happened in an airport in Nigeria, say there were a bunch of people that got stopped and they got put to the side because, mm. quote-unquote, they were stereotyped, right? They were profiled. Um, say there were five people, right? And only two out of that five had money and they'd probably be able to pay those the immigration officers off yes. and probably go home. You can't do that in another country. Yes. And that's just that humility that where in Nigeria, you probably think, eh, I have money, I can pay these guys off. Fuck these guys. Like, mm. you know, you can't do that elsewhere. And I think that is the humbling part of, especially when the upper class visits other countries. Like, your, I was saying to Chidima earlier, the reason why, I think that was the first question she asked me. She was like, are you Japanese or did you come back? And I was like, <laughs> I came back. And she was like, why? The first thing that came to mind was, quite frankly, in the UK, I'm a second-class citizen. Before I think about anything, I'm Let's black first. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Yeah, tell me about in, that. I am black wait, first. Wait, hold on. In the UK, you're a second-class citizen. Yes, ma'am. In Nigeria, as first-class as we are supposed to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's not go into this tribal thing. Let's not go there. Mm-hmm. But as first class as we're supposed to be in our own home. Mm-hmm. See how we are treated. Yeah. You know, it's There's so... That you too. always be second class to the next man that has more than you. There's that too. When it comes to finances. Mm-hmm. You're always going to be second class to the next man that knows somebody. That's why don't. you have a dispute with someone. The first thing they say is, do you know who I am? Because, <laughs> yeah, because the next thing they are using... You know, it, 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 it's, it's crazy. You know, I mean, yeah. what is this place? They said people die and go to hell, right? We're yeah. living in here as Nigerians. <laughs> yes, we're living in here. I agree. Like, <laughs> you know what's even more interesting here? It's the fact that we're in such a terrific space right, right now where actual first-class citizens of Nigeria would rather go and live as a second-class citizen in Nigeria just yeah, for amenities, just to just experience the basics. Did you guys I see know that story? bank okay. managers who were first leading... First-hand. Were leading different branches in the country. Yeah. UK to become first a cleaner. Hand. You saw the story? Yeah. No, no, not the cleaner one, but I, I know a family in Port Harcourt. Mm-hmm. The husband is a, was a bank manager. The wife was a HR boss. Like, mm. I know the company as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the man, they sold most of their houses. They left one so that they can, they can always come back to. That's where get Lambo now. Uh, they had a Lamborghini. Mm-mm. Who leaves Nigeria and leaves their Lamborghini? Leaves their Lamborghini. That's, 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 that's where they go anywhere. I swear. Nigeria is sweet from diaspora. Mm-hmm. Did you get mm-hmm. Nigeria sweet? I want to touch. Let on me, that let actually. me, yeah. yeah. Let no, me, let me leave the country. Then every ass. Christmas, I'll come home. Follow on a pop for yes, bar, it's easy. You know, it's Those are the people sweet. that actually go on Twitter and, and try to defend and Nigeria. And try to defend oh, we'll Nigeria. Yeah. It's hope... just like you know, when 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 you asked <laughs> hope, me I why I want to leave, and then your response was, "I love my country. Nobody loves this country more than I do." I love the country as well. It's deeper but than that. why I'm living is survival. It has gotten to the point where it's survival instinct that is kicking in. I don't want to mm. die. Not yet. Not yet. You know, not before. So anything I can kill you here. You feel just the waka your own commuter side. 
Keke go jam you. If there's even police on top to there worry was, about. There was a thread yeah, on Twitter. There was a thread on Twitter that somebody said, I can't remember the exact words now that mm. I no go, let me just, for instance, ah, maybe I no go, I no go chop today if horse no want to, there was a thread like that. Like mm. if horse feed do this kind of thing, I no go do this kind of thing. You mm. know, something impossible. Do yes, you get? Yes, yes. Next thing, somebody brought a video of a horse actually jamming a car. Oh, and, a keke. Mm. <laughs> now, so there's nothing impossible. It could have just been that someone was just coming back from work. Next thing, horse jam you. Like, how crazy <laughs> is that? Horse jam you as you they come back come back from work. Why? Because he's saying that nothing is unrealistic in Nigeria. Do you get? Nothing. Anything yes, can yes, happen. Yes. Anything can. Like, like, why are we... Li- mm. See, I tweeted something recently. See, when we... This matter, they make me cry. If my friends, I I cry. No, just I I can get. See, I totally understand you. I can cry like when I talk I about this thing. See, you can actually steal money because everything still boils down to politics. Yeah. There's money in the country. Yes. Yes. Me and you know say money this yes. money they collect money. No place we no do corrupt. The work. Do work then collect money. I said now. Let me tell you why. So bad. Yes, eh? You know what? Let me tell you why the stealing doesn't stop. It's because of that dysfunctionality. There's no system that ensures that, for example, if you steal $18 billion from whatever office, there's no system that ensures that tomorrow, the bank where you keep that money, go keep for you. they can just come up with some crazy policy mm-hmm. and your money. Let's, okay, you know what? Let's remove stealing. You're a tech bro. You've made a lot of money. You Maybe you probably started... Startup yeah, maybe you started yeah. something. You started a nice company. You worked... Mm-hmm. All Got your life. funding and everything. One day you just wake up. You don't do that policy. You know that bro, Sam, mm-hmm. <laughs> just bring one policy and then there goes your company. Yes. Yeah. There goes your, or your funding. Now, your let's or assume that you had stolen the money from an office. Let's assume now. Another instance, another theory. You're stolen the money to start this company. Tell me why I will stop stealing. I'm not defending them all. Mm. But I'm saying, tell me why I will stop stealing when there's no the one system. I stole from me. Yes, <laughs> to protect. So the thing is, the greed doesn't stop. Mm. Before this um, recent, you know, integrity that we are now having as Nigerians, you know, holding people accountable, which is going to help in the long run. When we continue asking for accountability, is going to help. Mm. But before this new Wave demand, your, yeah, yeah, for accountability, every normal Nigerian, even you and me, if you want to enter government, the next thing is. Ah, make I go chop. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Why? Because yes. why person goes get 18 houses? How many you go live at a time? <laughs> you can only sleep in one bed in one room at a time, right? I feel like you're but, talking about someone very specific. No, no, no. I'm not throwing any stones. But <laughs> my point is the reason for the thievery not stopping mm. is the fact that nothing even protects you. The one you have, the one you've kept. Mm. There's no why will no I work? Yeah, why will all. I work forty years and become a pensioner? Nobody's paying me my pension. Mm. Why? Mm. Why? Why? Okay, just a pensioner's money. Somebody is busy eating it. Why? So basically, you're saying that you know what? There's so much dysfunction that even when people try to act right, everything not, is working they're not, against they're not even you. Assured that, yeah. you know what? To be born Nigerian is one zero already. Ooh. The odds are against you already. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. Yes, that's why people are moving to places like, for example, Canada. You can plan. I'm not saying uh, Canada is not perfect. You're not going if you are lazy. You go to Canada and suffer. 
Mm. Yeah, if you don't set yourself but the up system properly, works. yes, yeah, but the system works. My point exactly. Mm. You can say, oh, I want to. If I do this job for thirty years, this is the amount I've saved. I can buy a house. I can do my mortgage for so and so years, and I'll at least I can be decent. I don't want to be. There are some people that don't want to be bastardly rich. Mm. I want a decent life. Mm. You understand? I want to be able to afford anything I want. Please. Now you don't need bastard money for that. Mm. You need a lot of money, but you don't need bastard money for that. Yeah. Now. The comparison is, for example, you are in a working system. Working system can be anywhere. It can be China. It can be... There are so many working systems you can take um, inferences from, right? But then you are in a working system and you can say, oh, I'm doing this job. This is how much I want to save. Mm -hmm. This is how much I want to use for, you know, living la vida loca. Mm -hmm. This is how much for champagne. This is how mm -hmm. much for mortgage. You, know, you can do all that. And guess what? It's going to work. When you... When you... Um, What's that word for when you stop working, when you can't work anymore? Retire. When you retire, yeah, you are able to still get what is owed to work. you. Mm. Now, in Nigeria, you go work, you go tired, person goes to chop the one way you work. Tired. I understand your pain. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Now, in the working system, you're able to plan your life. You're able to, you know, do things. Mm. So it's easy to get sincerity out of people when the system works. Mm. I was going to make yeah. it's easy to said. get sincerity it's easy to get diligence because they are working towards a goal yes. but in Nigeria you wake up and one day uh, uh, maybe your organ will even pay you let me tell you where I was working before quote unquote that man I'd be one take the matter personal but I was too young then to do it on my own now where I was working before there was a pastor that was giving his people jobs right he would give his people jobs but he did take them from like you must pay offering so commission. Because, yes, because he's the one that will pay you. And yes, yes, he's, so he's, don't he's, he's popular. Everybody knows him. They don't come your Yes, before. before he pay you. Rabo you have to yes. That. You have to I'm, I'm not joking. Bring everything to the so, storehouse. So, so, yes. So, no, no, this is not, this has nothing to do joke, with but... his, this has nothing to do with the fact that he's a pastor. Mm. It can be anybody. My point is there's a human being somewhere that gives you a job and makes sure he takes and calls the offering and then pays you your salary. Now, this is the, the society that we live in. I get it. That man, sometimes, you know, they pay salary. Chidima, you have to tell me who this person is after. <laughs> no, no. Wait, Chidima, let's just hold that thought. Um, Shay, you're going to yes. say something about... Mm. Yes. Um, oh, I was going to say, like, there are, like, three points I have. I wish I wrote them down. Uh-oh. Um, so, I'll start with the main reason why I feel like no matter what, I'm not going to leave. Right. Hmm. Ah. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Soften, also, also soften the pedal on that one. Like, just... Because she said that earlier. She was like, that, does this five have years, anything to do no. with the fact that you were raised Soft. elsewhere? I was raised here. I was born there. Raised here. And I went to school. But you're coming that, for that's, holiday that's, here. That's, that's part-time. Part yeah, that's right. Part-time. You also mentioned that you were sheltered. Let's be honest. Let's be 100%. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. So to answer your question, yes. It is to do with the fact that so I was So technically, you were raised abroad more than you were raised here? Mm, okay, so I'll, you tell me, right? So you guys tell me. So born in the UK, primary school in Nigeria, two years of secondary school in Nigeria, back to the UK for the rest of secondary school and university, two years in the UK after university, moved here. So it's genuinely half and half my life. I did the calculations, like 12 years there, 12 years here. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, to... Answer your question, definitely. It's um, the fact that I'm privileged. Does it have to do with it? Yes. Will I deny No, no, no. This has nothing to do with the privilege part. Or the I fact that... the part-time... Whatever. It's very convenient. Upbringing yeah. determines mm -hmm. 
your decisions you make in life. Mm-hmm. That's a fact, okay. right? Um, so yeah, I don't see myself ever actively living elsewhere. And I'll say that for two reasons. So I'll talk about my experience in the UK, right, work-wise. So what you mentioned about being a second-class citizen, I 100%, like, I, I get that. Like, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, there's something about being black in the UK, aside from, you know, in uni, you have your black spaces, you have black culture, you have black events, you have black music, mm. you have Jamaican food, you have Nigerian food, you have people that have Japa that are coming here to make your hair, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. There's still that sort of nice, homey feeling. But there's nothing more isolating than being black in the UK. It's like it's, it's such a, again, like isolating experience because you're constantly having to defend your existence, even at work. So I was on LinkedIn the other day. I was really, obviously, I empathize with the babe, like shout out to her. But like a woman did like, it was like three paragraphs long on LinkedIn about how she finally wore braids to work. You know, finally and wore. she finally wore braids to work. This is was she a black? she's a black woman, and you know everyone was in the comments like, "Yes, girl, yes, sis, like this is amazing, this is groundbreaking." And I'm just like, bro, like that is the reality of being back in the UK. Braids, being able to walk into the office and you have mm. hair that looks oh, like I yours is a big deal. It's not one of the acceptable. It's not yes. like they yes. almost yes. in some schools it's banned to have hair like this. Yeah. It's banned to have your afro out. Yes. Those little little things. There's mm. that. Number two, the weather is fucking depressing. Like, vitamin D, the impact that it has on your mood is so understated. Mm. It is so depressing. It gets dark at, like, 3 p.m., right? In the UK, it's not like, for example, the other day, my car broke down. And I don't know if it's based on hustling or if it's based on Mm. gelo. But at least three people came to assist with... Yeah. I mean, obviously, we give them something now. Yeah. But, but, like, they didn't really expect much. Mm. In the UK, if your car breaks down, that's your business. Like, if you're crying on the road, that's your business. I mean, if you're lonely, that's your business. If you're depressed, that's your business. Yeah. And then you have to... Sorry, we're going to ask something. No, no, continue. And then you have to kind of intersect that with climbing up the working ladder mm-hmm. because, obviously, in my own career... So, I started my company in the UK. And, I mean, I use it to my advantage. I played the diversity card. I played the backdoor card. I was like, yeah, black girl advertising, black girl mm. marketing. Fuck with me. You know, I really had to milk it and make yes, it work for yes. me. But a lot of people can't. And as a niche, mm. you know, it's, it's getting harder and harder to be like, yeah, I'm black. I deserve to be in the mm. room. You know, mm. it's like, okay, so is everyone else here. Mm. So... There's that. There's the total depression of it. There's having absolutely little access to essentially like your culture. Like yeah. it's it's like there are few people and communities that make it feel like home. But at the end of the day, it's not home. Yeah. And it really does do your mental health in. It's sh- really, really depressing. I can, you know what? I can totally relate to both of you. And, and I feel like long and short is culture. Yeah. On both ends, right? But you know what's so interesting is that Nigerians right now mm-hmm. are so exhausted. <laughs> I swear. That if it takes them living like that, 100%. if it takes them living in smaller communities, mm-hmm. being disrespected but having the basics, mm-hmm. they would. 100%. 100%. And I see why. Like, I see why. Quite frankly, as it stands, the UK is... You see, I sat downstairs. Remember, yeah. you asked me. Why Japan? She says the UK is crumbling. She said Nigeria has already crumbled. And I was like, I think it's really about it's really about picking your evils. Like you choose. Yes, you know, you choose your battles. Like I said, it's it's a it's a matter of survival right now. Look at the instances she has given, and they tell you say, are they fear? Make I not come out outside? 
Mm. I have a friend that her father took three of her siblings. He was going for school run. And in this Lagos, truck fell on them. Mm -mm. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Truck fell on them. And that was the end of her father and three siblings. I am not joking. retribution? Any retribution? Who, who, who want retribution? So let me say, let me say, this, this, Wait, this now. is the angle that's just coming from now. Yeah. Because you as you are saying black, your issues uh, are maybe uh, climbing the corporate ladder, not to invalidate it, is everywhere. Here, yeah. Sorry, you have to, I, just, I have friends I that, I have a, I know someone that has her master's. Mm. She has, that's eight years now. She, till today, she has not gotten any job. Do you know the truth of the matter, though? So I do, I don't think you're invalidating the experience Okay, okay. I don't feel invalidated okay. at all. I okay. think it's like, like you said, it's different experiences. Experiences, and yes. And I'm lucky enough to be born into a situation where I can choose. Like, if I wanted to go to the UK tomorrow, I can. You know, that yeah. is just that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it's, it's really a matter of like what you're doing with that privilege. Now, sometimes, and this is why I wanted to get into it. Thanks for reminding me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes that privilege comes with a bit of guilt mm. that isn't really widespread. There's only like a few of us, just only a few of my friends that feel that kind of thing. And there's almost this like internal urge to Omo, I have to move back and offer something. Mm. Like I have to move back and give back. And you don't want to sound like a white Wait, savior. Yeah, I know. You don't want to You know what I speak to a lot of um, people who live in the UK and yeah. in the US? They feel that there's so much they can come they can and do for Nigeria. Let me build houses. Let me build Yeah. Do you know the good thing about this this last things that you've said? You have to conquer poverty mm, to be able to, to a have certain that extent yeah. for you to live in Nigeria and survive. You know the, what, the reason why you never want Jackman or they do you do you do you do because uh, you day if you wake up if you wake up you want chop for wait where I go call now you want chop for it's sweet, it's like, no, 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 in not too so sweet in not plenty you go chop and, and it's like I can travel when I want to travel. Tell me something, tomorrow tomorrow now. Tomorrow now, if you if <laughs> you post freedom. on your Instagram that you feel like eating one kind thing, one kind thing, next thing someone will offer one you one brand just say, oh, can we send you this? Now, aside from that, we keep saying um, poverty has been weaponized. This has been weaponized. You won't blame them. I mean, before you talk about integrity, there has to be something in your stomach. Yes, people are hungry. That's why I said you have to. Yes, you have to conquer a certain level of, of poverty of before you are able to start talking. A, a privilege. That's a privilege decision. You want to 100%. come and offer. Are you because, offer? Because she did not. That is which offer when something. I, when I got out of out of uni. Yeah. Part of the, or some part of the plan was that you know what. If I do this job for the next, because I was working in comms, right? So if I did this job for like a year or two, if the team no click mm -hmm. or it doesn't, it's not, it's not looking up after a while. You I was gonna, you. My uncle was like, you know what? You come and marry somebody here and get papers. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I considered it for a long time. Even, even though I had it at the back of my mind, like, you know what? This career that I want to chase, so can I chase in America and do it successfully? Mm. I think I'm, I'm one of the few ones that got lucky, right? Because I, I know I can tell you how many friends I've lost because to the diaspora. Yeah. I swear. You understand? Yeah. People that, you know what, they didn't have this luxury of, you know what, doing this. Mm -hmm. You understand? They miss Nigeria. And sometimes they'll call you and tell you that it's lonely. Abroad. That the survival instincts, as you almost... said, is that, you know what, so where some Nigerians are now, especially young Nigerians, mm -hmm. like, if it's sink or swim, 
Yeah. Do you know the interesting thing? Do you know the painful thing about even being Nigerian? You you had mentioned it passively. Uh, I just held it so I could call it back. Imagine you have all this money. Like you're able to fund uh -uh. when at that I think at that first year I was working, I think twenty two, twenty three. I was like, ah, to tell you how casually, you know, nothing be not do me now. I never suffer. Mm -hmm. I was brought up really comfortable as well, you know. So I was like, ah, I have one year earning in a village. You know, I was working in a village. after uni? Yeah, after uni, after NYC. Like, my first year working, yeah. I had money now. I was like, ah, let me just go to the U.S. I was I was making this decision in um, October. Mm -hmm. that I wanted to go for Christmas. Let me just go and, like, I have a good job. My credits, like, my account is looking good. Why would they refuse me a visa? Uh -uh. That's why I bounce. Like, well, I do my form myself. I don't even call anybody out. I did my form myself very lazily because... I mean, I have a good job. Mm -hmm. Why should I be thinking of it too much? Mm -hmm. They ask me questions, I answer honestly, you know, answer everything. So I reached up, I go, share that interview, you know. I went there. The man asked me, why are you going to the US? I answered. He said, sorry, we cannot give you at this time. I first stand for the, this like way. me. I've even forgotten. Honestly, I don't forget why. Like it was so, I never experienced it. was shocking. Mm -hmm. I, I first stand for the, uh, because they had said I had, I mean, everybody knows getting a visa as a Nigerian is not easy, you know. But I had checked, they say out that once you answer a question well, which question no, you want to answer? Which, that, which question you want to answer? Well? You yeah. answer well, because if you have a great job like her, yeah, yeah. I had a great job. Like my account statement, I said I printed everything myself. I didn't even ask anybody. So my point was, I was I was an upstanding citizen. Eligible you know, for yeah. It. So why would I want to run? I got the wedding man told me I first stood. I looked at him. You're the deny back manager. Now you know. Uh, it's so interesting because I feel like the so, diaspora. Yeah. So like what you said about um, Nigeria always happening to you. This is something that I. I think the diaspora can be extremely lazy about. So I'll use the UK for an example, right? Um, so in the UK. Um, you're either so this was just my experience. So for anyone listening, mm. before you drag me, it was just my experience. Um, so you're either Black British, right? At least in uni, there's some people that are Black British. There tends mm. to be people from like um Caribbean backgrounds, Jamaican backgrounds that probably got there slightly earlier than Africans did. And then you have British Nigerian, British Ghanaian, all of that stuff. And you know how you said, like. It's almost like the diaspora are the only ones that have something good to say about Nigeria. The people that, not even people like me or that will come every three years, mm, people that have never set foot, as in their parents got there in the 70s and they only see Nigeria via social media. Yes. I've and every seen on Instagram December, people saying, ah, my yes. origin is Nigeria. And every Independence Day. So I don't know if you guys know, since this Independence Day, they were very quiet because they had gotten the lashing of their lives oh. <laughs> last um, Independence Day 2021. Because everyone was like, what is there to celebrate in Nigeria? You guys are in the UK. You've never been here. You've never set foot here. You don't know what's yeah, going it's on. And so you were quiet. So what is are... it? That's the thing. People love Nigerian culture. Mm. They love our creator economy. They love our tech economy. They love our startups. They love our artists. They love our art. They love our because fashion. But when it... And the sad thing about it is I do believe like if the people in the diaspora, because they do have their exposure, they do have that capital, not capital, capital, because mm. it's still a lot harder for black people in the UK, but than white people. But it's like they do have that leverage. And it's almost like, I don't know if it's lack of awareness or lack of education or if it's intentional it's just almost like they don't want to deal and i find it so sad and that's what kind of adds to the guilt of omo like 
in any way, shape, or form, I have to come here and give back. Like it's almost is is almost like an innate drive, mm. you know. And I wish I saw more of that from the diaspora, but, like an actual care for what the hell is going on. But she, you, um, I mean, you have this need to come back and give back and everything. Mm-hmm. And, but you already knew that there was a lot of dysfunction here when you were coming back, right? So you were prepared for it, right? Yeah. Has it been so far since you got back? Is it what you expected that you're seeing now? I mean, I had mm. never experienced Nigeria mm. as an adult, like mm. full-time Nigeriaing. Um, so I didn't know what to expect. All I knew was that, Omo, I'm here and I have to make it work. Um I'm a career babe. Like, I'm all about work. So the main thing was how the hell am I going to push my career here? Mm-hmm. How the hell am I going to make money? How am I going to do what I was doing there over here? And I actually found out that, I don't know, you guys may agree, may agree or disagree, but the opportunities were like 10 times more. Here? Yes, 100%. Um, it was so much easier to make money. Um, here? 100%. Um, Please elaborate, big. Because, okay, because so a lot of my... This is me here hosting my two yeah, kids. Yeah, so, so I'll give a typical me. example. So I work in, my niche is marketing, mm-hmm. um, sales, business development. That is entirely dependent on who you know. No one gives a fuck how good you are. Yeah, Nobody gives a fuck about your portfolio. Like it's literally just who you stuff. know and how who you know is going to help you get to where you want to get mm. to. That's where your talents can now come in once mm. they've opened the door. But to mm. get into that door, you need to know that person. And in the UK, you have to work a little bit harder to know those people. So when I was in third year, I would literally skip lectures. I do advice, obviously. Um, but I will skip lectures to go to networking events. I'll be in all these rooms, the only black girl in the room, you know, mm. just saying, hi, I'm Shay. Like, blah, blah, blah. And they'll probably be like, first of all, they could never get my name right. <laughs> that is humbling enough. Um, but yeah, but in Nigeria, it's just like, ah, Babe, you know that guy that you said works with? Ah, can mm. you just... Or uh, you know this it's guy It's not just that, that. Is that because you of know? your circle? Exactly. So if that is something that for mm. my own personal career, it worked. And I'd be an absolute idiot if I didn't leverage that. Mm. You know? So yeah, that's basically how I've made it work for me. But I... I, I f- yeah, I get you because... But other people have different experiences. 100%. So. And all you can do is as someone in a privileged position is understand those experiences and do whatever the hell you can to like elevate that. So is it safe to say that people who are returning Mm -hmm. from the abroad Mm -hmm. and the overseas Mm -hmm. do that from a privileged point of view? Yeah, because they have the option. They have the options to like, quite frankly, do you want me to tell you something? This is just the truth and the honest truth. When there was a lockdown in the UK... I knew people flying private. You couldn't leave the UK. You couldn't enter Nigeria. But I knew people getting on jets to enter the country. So that is just the reality that a lot of people aren't aware of. And it pisses me off because these people understand the level of privilege they have. They understand the capital they have. And they do fuck all as in nothing with it. You know? So it's like, it's it's really deep. And it's kind of sad and I also kind of get sad about it because I'm like, I literally know so many people that could be out here changing lives. A lot of the people, I'll give an example. Tech startups. I work with a lot of tech startups and there's a pattern I've noticed in not all of them, but a lot of the founders I've worked with. Yeah, some of them came from comfortable homes, but a lot of people also came from nothing. Mm-hmm. And in this same Nigeria, have not left Nigeria, have built that nothing into freaking empires, right? And then I'm seeing somebody whose daddy is one oil baron in one kind mm. of, and is just sitting there at home, wasting his and life away, chatting shit on Twitter. Way. Like, and it's just so frustrating because it's like, Omo, like, so it's, it's seeing those two kinds of, the dynamics. The dynamics mm. of it is extremely, extremely frustrating. You know, at the end of the day, right, you realize that 
uh, what you do with your time yeah and what you do with who you are has even nothing to do with privilege right there are people that have nothing but they've decided that they are going to make something out, something of, out of themselves another reason back to number one question where i want to leave is i have the resilience of a tennis ball like i know they give up I like that. if i say <laughs> this is what i want I'm going to do anything. Stay here now. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to do... And and I'm not a short corner person. Like, yeah. I don't... I I like the process. I, I, I acknowledge the process to achieve what I want, right? Mm-hmm. Now, how have I lost my line of thoughts? So you're, you're, you're a very yeah, resilient yeah, person. Yeah, I'm a very... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a very resilient person. So... The reason why I want to leave is I want my kids, when I start having kids, I want them to have a level playing ground. Mm. I mean, it's not like, I don't want people to listen to this and feel like they're saying, oh, when you go to America or when you go to Japan or China or wherever, that is greener, your life just automatically Mm. becomes, no, no, you have to work. You have to put your back in it. Now, back to the resilience that I have, I want my kids to have, good opportunities. Let them acknowledge that if you put in the work, something is going to come out. Nigeria, if you they walk, you walk, you walk, you die, nothing will come out for inside. They say patient dog eat the fattest bone, no before Ninja. You feel they you don't go chop any bone, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen you go starve. Do you get so my point is I I need to give those children, you know, a good opportunity, Mm. a good environment. Mm. Nigeria could have been better. We have a lot of potential. Mm. But People have eaten our future. Our say future leaders of tomorrow, they don't chop the leader, chop the food where the leader go chop. Do you understand? So let me stir the conversation a bit. Mm. Let's 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 leave. Let's let's take it like this. You don't try to find love for Ninja. Okay. Wait. Have you tried it? Have you tried to find love in Nigeria? <sighs> like we are all. <clears throat> we are, are all of us there? me hmm. you all of us we are, are on survival we are on survival mode hmm. you say hello to me automatically my mind don't they go you get work yes. you get work because I know fee for my mama go keep me I know fee follow you you get work now you get well, you get better work. <laughs> you know how they do tree. You, you, you know this thing you're saying social because I, I never think about like because actually when you say hello to a girl, first thing that she's saying is that you get what, do, what you do, do you do? Can he take care of me eventually? Yes. Oh, now, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Let me correct you. Don't don't do that. Let me correct you. I'm not talking of benefits, girls. Come again. I'm not talking of benefits, like, okay, no, benefits, okay, contextually, right? Yeah, I'm talking of me as a woman that I am working. Mm. I am working. Tell me, son, my friends are tired of me because tomorrow I'm telling them I'm doing another course. One of my friends told me the other day, you know, they're tired. What do you don't do again? I said, I stay, I go learn French. What do they do? Me can see where the opportunity will come from there. I'm always stretching myself. Do you get? <laughs> I, I don't oh, do man. business analysis. I paid. I paid money. Like, I don't do scrum. I don't no, do web sense. designing. Like, and I do these things. Like most of the classes that I'm in are with foreigners. And 
in all our practicals, and they top them for class. Now, me be group lead. I will stay up 3 a.m. because they're international courses, right? Mm. 3 a.m., 5 a.m., I'm awake doing these courses. Back to the point. Now, I've done all this work because I want to have children that anything happened, that picking, if you put hand from going open mouth talk, you go, no say now. No be empty barrel. Yes. There's something about that, like, in mama don't put Raised forum now. Very well. I don't put forum because I am filling myself up. Yeah. You can't pour from a from empty, a empty cup. cup. Yeah. Now my point is, you now want to toast me. <laughs> you get money. The money where you get, you know, Sabi, you work because of the things we want to do. I don't blame anybody. The way Nigeria is, mm-hmm. people people just want to stay alive and feed their families. Yes. You see people that are educated, but they are doing funny things, yes, you know, to yes, get money. Yes. You know. Now, as much as you're getting that money, don't get lazy. Try to put mm. some value to yourself. Yeah. So back to trying to find love in Nigeria. When you ask a girl out, when, now when I was saying um, that it's not about girls that just want to live lavish lives. Okay. I want to live a lavish life as well, right? Now, but you're working for it. But I'm working yeah. for it. I think I've earned it. So yeah. when a man decides to spoil me today, I mean, I don't have to earn it. You just be like, you can't ask me, say, what I bring to the table. All the yeah. things why they do not be for you. Do you get it's it's the, it comes with a package, right? Mm-hmm. It comes with a package. You, if I decide to be with you, you don't know say your life doesn't your children go get sense, mm. Abby. Now, but you don't you have you don't have to look upon all those things to say okay that's how, why you spoil me. You just lost mm. because I mean intentions can be seen through. So my point is, you the toast babe in Nigeria. I will come to the guys. First thing is <laughs> what I mean. Are you working? If yes. Which kind of work? If no, just shift first. We go come back to you. Make we know whether a short term relationship or long term relationship you do. As CB say, you know, get work. What you they do where you take the get mm. money. Then if the money that you get is easy enough to at least as you you have to, to do it for something. You wanna, yes. So you're thinking, like, oh, I'm 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 actually of the theory. I, I don't date to all those people that say enjoy the journey. Don't uh, build. I, I date, date to I date to to survive. To no, <laughs> I date to marry. I'm not among oh, those. Right, okay, yeah, right, I'm right. not. I can't be with you if I don't see. Okay, so you don't need to like, explore. No, no, no. I don't do that. So even grow emotionally. I don't. I know. Which growth? I I have. I always say. Sorry to deviate. My parents were separated for 18 years and they came back together. Oh. 18 years. That's now Jennifer Lopez and Erod with that now. No, you uh-huh. So in the course of their separation and their coming back, I mean. I had I'd lived, you know, sometimes you go live with your uncle, sometimes you go live with your... I mean, it's a close-knit family. We really love each other. And my family is really small. But my 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 the reason for this example is the fact that I've seen a lot of examples to take vices, to take values mm. and drop vices. So in other words, I have learned and unlearned. I know the woman I want to be. I have put in work mm. to be a well-rounded woman. I take a lot of pride in it. So back to topic... You don't try to find love for Niger. So everybody, they survival mode. Yes, yes. Now survival, you you can argue two things. Mm-hmm. Is it good or is it bad? It's As it bad. is in Nigeria now, I recommend. But it's not bad because, because you go there. Some most men they cheat, Abi. Mm. Now you go there the relationship <laughs> where you say you they f- make her follow you, manage, make her follow you, build. They go say cheat on top of your head. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just go for Babanla? Somebody's daddy. No, no. Jesus. <laughs> no, like, what I mean is, why don't I just go for someone that will make it 
what my wife. They are, they are, they are, they are, they are lots of young men. Yeah, there are a lot of working young men that that know. Yeah, that that know how to love a woman. Mm. They will make it worth your while. You know, there are a lot of good men as well. I've been lucky with relationships. Honestly, I can't even lie. I think it's because of the way I pick. Mm-hmm. So standards, yes, yes. I've been lucky with relationships. So most of the time, you have men with their heads screwed right on their shoulders. I've, mm. I've, I have had that, so I can't even, you know. But my point is, finding love in Nigeria is so hard. I see the UK people mm-hmm. and the Canadians talking about, oh, even marrying there. Even Nigerians, it's it's also very difficult. But you can see why that is. Why is it even person will come up now? Better life you define now. So I could run come up for 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 you for Nigeria. You still follow me, Conde. See, they fine. You get. <laughs> you, know, you know what this this uh, this this narrative you're, mm-hmm. you're giving me now is. It just makes sense because the average Nigerian is in, on survival mode, right? On survival. So they're not mode. even trying to love you. For who you are, mm. you, so and, you, have and that's to, why you have to be of substance first. Then we'll not talk of love. Yes, after. so I, they don't even love the person for who they are. That's why some people will say, "Oh, some women marry for security, some men marry for love, and whatnot." In that, mm-hmm. if a woman probably met met her soulmate, mm. and he wasn't, and he's not capable of giving her security, mm-hmm. she may not end up with that man. That's what a lot of people don't realize. It's actually a privilege to find to someone find and be like, soulmate. you know, let's build together. So number one, my find problems your soulmate. Number two, <laughs> um, decide, you know what, you may not be there, but I see where you're going yeah. and I'm willing to stick this through. A lot of people can't. And it's but, really easy because people push that narrative about, you know, gold digging. You know, women are gold diggers, women only want you for their stuff. But like, if someone actually listens to the way you've actually just mm-hmm. analyzed it here, it makes women are also to... living in survival mode. Like, yeah. we also want to have kids that don't have to struggle, that don't mm-hmm. actually have to wake up one day and be like, ah, you know, has daddy and mommy made money? You know, that sort of thing. So, so the function of Nigeria is affecting even our love it's lives. It's affecting everything. It's so pervasive. Now, listen to what she said. Uh, um, it's deep. There was something you said right now that I was going to infect. Oh my God. about the gold digging? The gold digging. Now, you know, see, there's this argument. It's a very popular argument that you didn't want me when I didn't have money. No, I didn't. So so now that I have money, I can be with everybody. Did you like yourself when you didn't have money? What are you talking about? You be like yourself when you don't get money. You self, you like yourself. I don't like myself. I like myself better when I didn't have money. Mm, Wait, not, not be at the talk right. I'm telling you. But my point is, I'm talking to those men. Those men that say, um, you didn't oh, want yeah, me when I didn't have yeah. money. So now I have money. Let's I can be with everybody. Yeah, yeah, now I can be with any, anybody. But when you look at men that say things like that, you can see where they're coming from. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like built up trauma. That's why I say, when you are, yeah, it's, it's, it's traumatizing. Going through a lot of yeah, trauma yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's traumatizing when. 100%. When you want someone and they don't want you because you're not financially, you don't have, and you almost yeah, don't have any control like over that, yeah. yeah. But it would be unfair for me to use myself as an example because by right, by right, I feel so I don't reach where before you even look say you want to toast me. You said good on they do well. Do you mm. understand? You should. I, I am. When I say I'm up for building with you, not be saying you never start to build. Mm-hmm. Do you get? So right now... Because if, you wouldn't even be okay if you meet me at the level I am now. So I don't, would you build I, I, with a man? Yeah, I don't have it all together, right? Yeah. But I'm at a place where I'm, I'm comfortable. Do you get? Um, I feel chop. Anything well, I what want I want to ask is like, at but what point... Is, yeah, hold on. I, the thing is, if you meet me now, you, you've not started building. How? How many years you did? But at what, at what point do you even stick that out? Like, at what point do you, do you uh, but, say, okay, this guy has something going and I see where it's going. 
and I'm willing to stick this out? Like, do you give it like some sort of timeline, or are you just like, oh, nothing here? Like, that's why you know, I say, let me come back that, when you. That's why I say when you know, uh, I don't date for for vibes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for like um, instant gratification mm. for vibes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I I from the like talking stage day now talking stage sometimes. In fact, first conversation, you know, if someone has their head screwed right on their shoulders, what are your... I mean, I don't go about asking people what are their long-term goals. It's not no mm. be job interview. But when you talk to somebody that's... Like yeah. Because <laughs> I've been doing that shit. Like. No, I don't, I don't do that. But there are ways to stay conversations that you, you, you get the substance, the material in somebody. Mm. Do you understand? So when we have conversations, I can tell that, okay, you have it going on for you. So I'm a compliment to that. So with or without me, You'll be okay. Okay. Let me let's let's bring this to back to Nigeria and yeah, love I wanted and finding to ask love. A question, okay. Right. It was it's to do with Nigeria yeah. and the UK and all of that stuff. Um when you mentioned something about, you know, Nigerian men are really going through it, you know. Um, it's almost like being crippled. It kind of brings me back to like the concept of mental health right now and the state of young people's mental health right now in Nigeria. Um, there was a study that was published sometime in like 2013. And it said Nigeria was the third happiest country. <laughs> Nigeria was the third. It was by CNN. Nigeria was the third happiest country in the world. And a lot of people were like, "What type of bullshit is this? Like, everyone is suffering. Everyone's hungry. Like, what, what are you talking?" And this was that, even twenty thirteen. No, that's by like internet standards. Do you understand? You know, we're always goofing around. I know. We're always like, so that sort of thing. And then it just made me think because I was also looking at something recently. Um, a celebrity trigger warning had taken their own life. And I think Insta blog posted it and somebody was in, a lot of people were in the comments rather like, these people, they have money. What is there to take your life for? Mm. So it's almost like what you said about just almost being crippled because it's like, if we give Nigerians in Nigeria all that access, all that freedom, all that opportunity, actually, similarly to you, when I think about it, I get so upset. Like, would things actually be better like our states of mental health would they actually improve yeah. because aside from that we do enjoy you know, life like and nigeria, we find a way we're, to we're a bunch of good people like yeah. you know the average nigerian eh, so when i go abroad they're not so nice though they're mind their business and they're very <laughs> we are inherently like your car yeah. 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 we're kind people the thing i'm you know even just having this conversation with you guys, eh, my mind just opened up to many things that affect us because of where the economy is, mm-hmm. where we are as a nation. We're all trying to survive. Even the rich people are trying to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to even make money in Nigeria. It's one thing to keep your money. You are constantly trying to just say, I paid nine and I saved one hundred today. I paid nine tomorrow. Yeah. So you can't. You, are, you everybody. It's a tug of war in your, in your like head. We are going through it, and that's. You know, I've never analyzed love from this perspective in Nigeria yeah, love is so because bad, you know. Though. It's funny how some men are only making money right now to get back at their ex at their that rejected them. I blame Nollywood for that. You know, some, when, when, when Nigerian men make money, they go off. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Femi wasn't like this before we got married. Oh, I don't know what happened. That's why you don't date someone that never touched money before. But what if that person was building? So people were not getting money. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, don't, don't crucify me. That I came out wrong. You. Hold on, that came out wrong. Let me correct myself. Oh, yeah, correct. <laughs> if you date, going back to what I had said, that you need to be with someone that has their head screwed mm. right on their shoulders. Even me. I've I had the phase of ah, mean this cash, ah, ah, go off. 
but go off what are your tics you know what what are the things that you go off with now for men normally the going off is okay many more jjs you know to mm. hit on you know? <laughs> no, now you have to for me for me i need to i like people that have gone through that phase mm. really yeah like you've, that building phase or that no, going crazy for phase. yourself you've gone through that crazy phase okay, it just okay, gives okay. me okay. less wahala to deal, to deal with. with yeah, yeah. so when you've gone through that phase you are also i mean everybody has to go through that phase mm-hmm. in their lives mm-hmm. i'm not even taking it away from you so when you date someone that hasn't been there you expect that it's still to come mm. right mm. so when you meet someone that has already been there you find out that you guys are aligned with your goals now it's about building wealth you know accumulating wealth all the all no, the no, things I, that I, I even get mostly this part. I'm just well, I'm even, what I'm trying to hammer on is the fact that because of what is going on in, in Nigeria, Nigeria it's like dysfunction is pretty much dysfunction. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Because in regular, like you you meet like when I when I go abroad, eh, I meet some regular couple. Maybe one they work for cafe, mm. and that one they work for. They're so much in love. Nobody Tell cares. Tell them say they work for cafe for me. <laughs> Do you understand? I, you know, my brain, or if my sister brought a man to the house to get married to, right, my first instinct is not, oh, she's in love with this what amazing guy. What does he do? That, he must my be good. My like, now, nah, nah, Republic, they work. Jesus. <laughs> she has Republic. She has Chicken Republic. There's nothing wrong with working there. I'm just saying that. Yeah. My first instinct is to protect my sister. You know what? Security. Yes. You know, yes. Why you start having kids? What are they going to eat? What are they going to eat? I don't so. want you to be calling me. Mm. I think the importance of these conversations is that it's so easy to look at these things and be like, oh, why are you being snobby? Like, what is Chicken Republic? Come from a humble job. You didn't kill anybody. But really, again, like, it's about survival. It's survival. Like, it's it's survival. Not, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do, let's do a little analogy. Let's do a little analogy. We all live in Lekki, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know? Of course. Hold on. I live in Ikoi. What are you talking about? Oh, you live in Ikoi. I lie. I <laughs> oh, wait, man. You for, you for tell me I should stay rich there because now there they go. Wait. <laughs> on a more serious note, how much is minimum wage? You know it's 45. It's 30k. Then it's 30k. Good. But their house is a studio apartment in Lekki. <laughs> in Lekki. <laughs> It's nothing less than 1.5 million. This is triggering. Hold on. Mm-hmm. And minimum wage is 30K. 30K no be per hour. I'm talking of the monthly. Month. Every so to tell you how dysfunctional the country is and how painfully, to tell you how painfully, rephrase, painfully dysfunctional the country is, minimum wage is 30K. You're expected to feed and transport yourself mm. I'm talking of the average Nigeria that, that doesn't even have a car even the one way gets car how much is how much is petrol right now um, a studio apartment make I know to speak English self-con is 1.5 million mm-hmm. that's self-contained mm-hmm. that's without power just without nothing everything one room, one everything so who are these houses meant for and then Take that question aside. Who are the people living there now? What do they do? So why won't I still? <laughs> because if you're employing me, you want me to come, <laughs> you want me to be at work at eight, right? Sister. And there's just one major road from the mainland to the island. Only one. Abi? And I'm supposed to be there at eight. Fine, my company has provided bus. Most of the companies these days, they try, they provide transportation and all that. Mm. Now, the ones that, the ones that are not, providing yet maybe they're not there yet financially or whatever mm-hmm. 
maybe they will now because most jobs now these days they go ask you say where they live, not because where they was? are where do you live, okay. not because they want to you know be classist or what. They are just looking out for the interest of but the yeah, child. So so yeah, so you don't. Yeah, so tomorrow you now say um the road cut or Maswello sees us or like Bamishi, my producer. She meet us six twenty four for road. You know those kind. So they want you most most of these jobs they want you to live closer. You now see that they are not trying to be classists. Mm-hmm. They are just looking out for the interest of the company. So you see people struggling, not because they want to say they are living, they are doing lifestyle. They just want to be able to work. I know someone, the manager in my friend's company lives in Ikorodu, and he's a manager of a company in Lekki. I'm not joking. So, Saturday, as early as 4 a.m., yeah. he's already at he's already at work. I'm not joking. 4 a.m., I'm not exaggerating. So, tell me when this man left home. But what time does he have to play with his kids when he... No, no, hey. so he stays, he stays Sunday. He stays Sunday to Friday. So, they see him in Ikorodu just weekends. Look at how cruel our system is. Why am I blaming the system? That's where he found work. And he has to work as a man and of the as house. As the man and of the, the house, is like, he I has think... to work. So tell me how he will not steal if there's an opportunity. Quite frankly, like Nigeria was designed like... I'm going to nerd out on you guys a bit here. Please, a bit please. Take Nigeria was quite literally designed to malfunction, right? If we're dating back to pre-colonial Nigeria, right? There were certain people and this is a theme that i've seen consistently um, um, along nigerian history there were certain people that came here we like to talk about oh slave trade slave trade white people came here and they did rubbish they came here and they killed everybody but we need to remember like it wasn't like a slave kidnapping it was a trade there's always been a theme there was always been a theme of people wanting more and selling out their own people to keep that and get more. Mm. And that has been so consistent. We see it amongst the political elites. Mm. We see it amongst the regular elites. Like, so long as you guys stay here, I will do whatever to keep you guys here. Yes. And And that's why going to the UK and going outside, going abroad, humbles them so much because immigration officer doesn't give a fuck who you are in Nigeria. Mm. They do not care. Right? And that is something that you would think, okay, you've been abroad and you've seen that experience and you've been treated that way. Probably not even, there's no way an immigration officer in the UK can treat you worse than how they treat, how the average poor person in Nigeria is treated. There's no way, no how. But you would think at least a glimpse of that will give you some sort of perspective. But it doesn't. And I think that is the biggest, biggest problem in Nigeria, the elites and that exclusivity that they hold on to so much. Yeah. Like it's it's really, really bad. You know, at the point where Okay, this 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 is this is another perspective, right? Yeah. At the point where every average Nigerian can afford the basics, mm-hmm. nobody's really answerable to anybody again. Nobody's exactly. really groveling or trying to play. Yes, yeah. the it's like you cannot have three maids of, anymore. Yeah. It's like you, you don't, if yeah. you if you really had to pay all those your maids that you brought from Kotona and everything, if you have to pay them per hour, mm-hmm. you would not you have, have, to have them one. exactly. That's, so what, to keep... that's why I said Nigeria, we're crying for a better Nigeria, but we're not ready for people it. People are not ready. A lot of people mm, want a better Nigeria for their for... own self, You want a better Nigeria, but the person, your, your domestic help is probably not going to school. And, and so or, or, or the teenager, that you, why, first of all, anyway, the teenager 
why do you have a teenager working for you? One. But secondly, the teenager that is working for you now, the why do you have a teenager working for you? Let's let's hold that, mm. right? Now, the teenager that is working for you, you're not even paying them directly. You're giving somebody their money. Agency. They call it agency. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, do you yeah, know it? It is. It yeah. is. But it you is. now check the agent. How did you get this person? We bring them from Billy. You know, so that is just an instance. You know, Nigerians, we, we, you know, we keep making, making jokes on the internet about how we have bandwidth. Like, we are able to adjust and make jokes. But we say it as if there's an option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I don't make joke, what do you make I do? Make a If you don't laugh, you cry now. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so we, we we keep adjusting because that's it. the people will die for the things we happen for years. The people will die. She na na still people na still people still. So- to add to that point Man. about like, like individualism, I don't know if it's the state of the country that does that. I just think it's the exclusivity thing in every point of Nigeria, whether it's in marketing, we call them class A to D. Mm-hmm. So there's class A, B, C, D. In fact, there's even now class E. So it's like everybody wants to have that little bit of power over, over the next, the next person. person. Even when, yeah. as simple as when you go to certain estates, the way the security guards act, mm. number one, those access guards, the way they even, in you know. Like he, I can't I swear, PTSD, way. right? <laughs> so it's like we claim to want a better country and you actually need to see the way. It's little, little things. It's the way... You notice it by the way people talk to people that yes, can't owe them anything, like, them, that yeah. can't even do anything for them. People that claim, yeah, better Nigeria, and you actually see the way they handle people that can't offer them anything. Also, I feel like a lot and of us have been suppressed lot. over time, and the one time that we finally can Oh, you want to show... Maybe power yeah, or some purchasing power or buying power. We just want to... Uh, but is that justifiable? You know who I be? It's not, but it's, I mean, it's just it it's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's continuous. So, like it's, you know... Yeah. Um, I told you that I was traveling. Then mm-hmm. when I come back, with, uh, yeah. So I traveled after election. I was having so much anxiety. Like, it was so bad. So I took a break. The day I came back, came back very late at night. Let's say, I got to, I got, I got to Lekki, like, let's say, to 12. I was trying to pass. So my gate has, my, uh, my, there are two gates access to my house, right? So I'm trying to enter, I was with my friend. So, I'm trying to enter. This this particular gate is no, known for classism. If they cannot find, no bother. You know they go anywhere. Mm. Then they lock the gate by like, I think, 11. So first of all, let's hold the thought of the people that make estate decisions. Is it that make a no enter house? Make a they go back from where from they I come? Swear. I don't know how they... Um, there's no passcode though. Say so no beside no do app. There's no, no one you can call. No. I'm the one living in the house. Imagine. It's my house. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> so, I don't get where, how these decisions are made because it's not like you've provided an app that I haven't um, subscribed to or you've made some kind of... No. The thing is, they close the gate, gate by 11. So, I am trying to get access to my house and then you're saying that you close the gate by 11. So, what are you saying? Should so I go next? home? Should, go back should I go home? Uh, should I go back to... Like, where, like where should... Make, make I go back to... Where so, what do you home? think caused that? No, the, oh. the gate is known yeah. for classism, first of all. So, mm-hmm. I, I was in... in, in Uber mm-hmm. with my friend, so they cannot find. Mm-hmm. So that one, I don't know. Say, I don't tell my friend. Say, I, it was at the peak of. It at the yeah, it was at the peak of the cash problem. So if there was cash, I would have passed. But me, if they had before you go collect my cash, except say you don't first mine, because no, you buy right. Mm. But when you don't first do me the thing. One can they collect money? Me, I go there because me say I get mm. time. She let her let her go sleep for house. So. We had already 
the thing is, before we got to the gate, I did not remember that gate. So we're already really close. Turning back was a long shot. So I'd already told my friend, ah, these people are going to take the piss. So she was like, let's just try instead of just turning back. Now, the car in front of us was a G-Wagon. It don't pass. So we just said, I mean, we just quickly follow out. Baba blocked the gate. Um, me, I was like, yeah. Mumu, instead of me to just beg, if you know, me, I said, sir, please, I just got back. He said, but let me send you go where you go. And it was really late and I was really tired. I was like, you know what? It's okay. Let's start. You know that kind of, I'm back here again. Yeah. You know, the disappointment, the, yeah. the exhaustion. So we turned back. Now, this gate, this um, place is built in a way that if you go and turn, like you go back to the express, and then you, you, you enter. My house is set up in a way that you have to come and pass the same gate. So this is the gate. I've gone, I've come like this. So you have to come and pass. Like you're not entering the gate. Yeah, but you, you, yeah, you just see pass it to now go to my house. <laughs> so as I was coming, I don't see one way back. They exit. You know, I was trying to enter. Mm. They exit it in pain me. As we just passed the gate, I say, okay, stop, wind down. I say, walk up. <laughs> it's in pain me. You know, when Nigeria disappoints you to a point that, like this one is not even Nigeria. Like it's not a Nigerian problem. Is is what is what Nigeria even does to you? Mm -hmm. You know, this power has been given to you at such a small level. Mm -hmm. uh, Abi, you don't go Chevy. <laughs> ah. Where? Ah, oh, Chevy <laughs> You go cry I mean, blood. There's a particular restaurant. I don't want to leave. When them. I was when I was living, no. But when I was living there, I, I lived in Chevy. When I was living there, one one day I went on a date and I took a ride. So um as I was coming back. The guy dropped me. I mean, decent. And I stopped at the gate. And uh, I think the code thing, I, I don't, I, the house I was leaving, I mean, they said you had to clear like 200 and something thousand naira of one. I, I really don't have the details, but the owner of the house was still working on it. So I didn't have access to the code. I track where I come down. I track at the house. So, okay. This, this, this so the, the point is the power the power yeah. play at every level is there to frustrate you it's, it's one zero at every point I know. so this is how this is where we live this is our home so we are too foreign for outside we are too foreign for outside too foreign for here mm. never enough for both mm. always so where where this is supposed to be our home check our house be this it's crazy and because someone can don't do you something you don't buy something online Come, they chat with the yoga. You go no say not the yoga of the place you they talk to. You I, call... think, I think it's, it's just the systems that we've had over oh, man, time. It's, and it's, it's crazy. People have become part and parcel of that system. It's crazy. And because they've experienced some level of oppression, they want to exude that oppression on everybody. But I mean, God will help us. Um, um, For you, Chidima, you know, it's so funny how when Andreas are trying to leave Nigeria, nobody knows until they've traveled. Why are you so comfortable coming on this podcast to even let people know that I want to travel? You know the first thing, maybe... What do you want to do? Me? Your auntie, right? the to what do you want to do? <laughs> no, but you know that... Oh, she, uh, okay, okay, you're coming from um, mm -hmm. a, um, a spiritual standpoint, like religious... No, and, naturally, like, it's a, like a Nigerian thing because Nigerians don't let people know. It might, it might not even be spiritual. It might just be like, you know what? What if this is no click? What if... I, I, I mean... I, evil are you... Uh, my boss fire me because some boss is safe once they don't say you want a uh, jackpot if he does fire you most times you have to understand yourself your path like how life works for you 
most people believe in different things. Witchcraft, da 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 da. I believe in process. You say for you want do me something. You know the one wife you do. How are you going to know who they do you? Usually for this country, you don't know who they do us. You're really in a dream, spiritually. Who are you serving? <laughs> who are you serving? No, you really your eyes. Who are you, Clemison? Who are you serving? So many people, they, 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 which don't they, they don't serve God. Are we getting into that? Uh-huh. I'm just can, so, we get, so, can we get into so, that? So the thing is... <laughs> is that time? We have not on this podcast. Leave me alone. The thing is, he that is in me is better than he that is in the world. Her. Now, let me tell you. Now, you where the reason say, if I no go, say I die. Shame me. I they feed since now you didn't give me food chop. Do you understand? When it doesn't work, you sit. Mm-hmm. You sit mm-hmm. it out and continue to try. Like I told you, resilience of a tennis ball. Something if that doesn't world. work, yeah. something here, something bigger is what kept me. No be you. You know fit. You yeah. know chop a level. Now your winch. How much you buy him? My sister. Yeah, she understand. So, so you're wasting your time. What what, what is it now like with your with your the relationship with your family and friends? What they're gonna leave behind? You know, do you are you gonna miss them? What do you how so, do you feel about moving? Um. So I like to honestly think of myself as a product of community work. Mm-hmm. You know, I went for a lot of holidays. You know cousins you know i think i benefited from holidaying you know because it always puts me at a place where i had to better myself you know even as a child me and my sister will always talk about how we benefited from holidays now that aside i'll also spend time with mature people like i said my work i had older friends Mm -hmm. then at home i spent time with the mom i'm that kid that me and your I'm your friend, but me and your mom will be cool, you know. Mm. So I learned a lot of things growing up, you know. I'm very much, you know, all those ones that they call themselves old, so I follow. Mm. Uh So I like to think that if if it gets good for me, gets really good for me, it's like a channel for so many other people to get opportunities. Mm -hmm. I know my strength. I, I realize what I'm called here for. I was called to bring ease to other people. Hence the empowerment foundation that I have. It's to bring ease to you, provide you information, provide you help in whatever way that we can or that I can. Do you understand? So am I going to miss people? Yes. But there's a community to build everywhere. They are right. There are more Nigerians going outside the country. We're going to build a community. But for me, for me, living is Creating an opportunity for my siblings, for my co- I have a lot of cousins, you know. Creating opportunities for my cousins, I'm standing in gap for them, mm. you know. So that's that's I think that's it for me, you know. So I mean, yeah. Um, Shay, for you, mm-hmm. what's coming back? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give somebody who's about to return to Nigeria that you wish that you knew before you came back? Um, something I wish I knew. So I would say most people coming back to Nigeria, uh, either coming for the first time, so they're probably black Brits that are like, you know, fuck London, like I'm tired of this, I want to live at home, or they're people that, like me, were like back and forth, in and out, that sort of thing. <laughs> I would say whatever expectation you have, crush it. Like it's not, it's not, to come with a blind, there's no oyster blind card, blind. like there's no ease of life, there's yeah, no, card. yo, because it's like, that shit just makes it so easy to go anywhere, almost too easy, you know, um, but yeah, there's no ease of life. There's no convenience. If you're here, have something that drives you because if not, you'll find yourself back there. Like have a why, have a reason, have mm. have some sort of 
urge to give back, you know, I feel like, like I said, going back to that guilt thing, I don't think it's fair to have so much exposure, so much privilege and come here and just be running on vibes. Like use that to offer back to someone, like start a company if you can, like hire people. Like, do you, do you get what I mean? Because you have, you have the resources, you have the material, you have the access. So use it wisely mm. is what I would say. Be, um, thank you. And before now, I didn't ask, like, you know, when people are doing this um, jackpot thing, when they're about to jackpot, they're very secretive about their process. And I've never really understood the process of trying to leave Nigeria. Please, can you walk me through the process of trying like when, to when you, when you talk about travel. process. Okay, let's see. What do you mean? I want to relocate. Yeah. Do I go th- through school? Do I go and marry somebody? Do I, what do I do? So, honestly, quite frankly, there are so many channels. Actually, mm-hmm. there are so many channels, and it also depends on where you want to go. Uh, sh- I think earlier we were speaking about how the UK is crumbling and all that. But yeah, the UK is not a bad place, but for me personally, I can't really place. Me as a Nigerian, there are lots of successful Nigerians going to the UK, but it is hard. Mm. Nowhere we know, you know, hard. But UK is harder. I've not, I've not lived in the UK, but it looks really difficult. You know, know. (laughs) yeah, it looks really difficult. Now, there's no place that is easy to go to. In in fact, getting a visa to Canada is so is so hard. You know, I have heard, you know, first other people's first time experiences. But then, for Canada. I always tell people that do it with um, immigration uh, consultants. What do they call them? Maybe immigration advisors. That well, for if you if if you don't do your personal research, you maybe that's for you. But honestly, Canada has made it so easy for you to come to if you understand the process. Just do your research. Go to. I mean, there are so many people that have the nitty-gritty like the step-by-step mm. process it's not hard you have to get your money right they tell you exactly how much you have to do the english test you have to do what again then just um, um evaluate your already the credentials you have already that's if you have um a degree now it's a point-based system for canada that's if you're not going by school there's something called express entry excuse me so if you want to do the express entry one there there is um is a point-based system. For example, you tell me, Sana, you've, got, you've gone to uni, like you have a degree, right? So for having a degree, for example, that's g- giving you like, um, for you having a bachelor's. So the most degree you can have is a PhD, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So for example, they will now say for education, it's 200 points for education. Right. So if you have a master's, 150. Mm. If you have uh, a PhD, that is an example. Mm. 200 is not the points, just for a better understanding. Now, if you have a PhD, 200 points, that means you've maxed out for education. Right. Do you get? They do a point-based system. Now, if you have an ND, maybe 25. If you have an ND and HND, that means you have two degrees. 100. The same thing as someone that has a bachelor's. Mm. So if a bachelor's person has 100 points for education, someone that has ND and HND has 100 points as well. That's two or more degrees. Mm. So even if you have ND, then you're now going to have PhD. Okay. The, the highest degree you have is what they're going to count you on. Okay. So, that, so if that's for education. Now for language, do you speak one or two languages? If you speak English, you have to do an English test. Then in the English test, you have to max out by the standards of the English test. 
That's why people keep writing English tests. It's not that they are failing. Maybe they need more points. Do you get it's 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 not cheap. That's what I'm telling you. The fact that you want to jabba is is both of both of you to think that it's people that are suffering. Who is both of you? No. Did I say both of you? I said no, no, no. It's both of you. Okay. To think, yeah. So uh, it's not. It's it takes a lot of money for you to relocate. And even apart from that, you need to tell the Canadian government that you have is how much is it? Is it fourteen thousand card in your account readily available to you? Fourteen k. Yes. Yeah. Readily. Now, that is if you're coming alone. One person. If you have, you and your wife, they have their own amount. You and one child. You, your wife and one child. Even more. So, if you see husband and wife and four kids, stuff for them, like... Also, so for husband and wife and four kids to travel, go Canada. It's even more money. You need like, like money There's in your money. Yes, there's more money. Look all these people, they see all this money to they travel. Share when I say somebody make them go. So there, there you go. And that is not all. Though. There's evaluation of credentials. That's you evaluate the credentials yourself. Then you bring the certificate of the evaluation. I think that's about a uh, hundred dollars or something like that. I'm not sure. Now, if I think for married people, if your wife is the for married people, I think it's kind of favorable to them. You can decide, two of you can decide who has more credentials, yeah, like more who can who is the person that has more maybe not credential, more advantage. For example, if your wife, maybe if the husband is a very busy man, they can decide okay, that the woman maybe she has four years of experience, and then there's also work experience. So that's Express entry thing that Canada is doing, they are it's very selective. They are not looking for okay, you, you because you have money and you're Nigerian, come. No, they are looking for they are trying to fill up their Canada is very big, mm. but they don't have workforce. Their people are not working. They're even mm. their people are even leaving jobs. Mm-hmm. So they are trying to fill their workforce. Mm. Same as the UK. Yes. The UK so, is desperate. So they are taking they are intentionally the UK, what they are telling yeah. you, it's a skilled worker program. They are trying to bring skilled workers. Yeah. So expertise they're looking for, they're looking for recently manpower. they added barbers, butchers, yeah, truck drivers. Yeah, I heard about truck drivers. Yeah, but yeah. but Nigerians don't have that information. Hmm. So most truck drivers, how many truck drivers do you know that even I know for companies for truck drivers, you must there must be vehicle inspection and your credentials must be up to date as a truck driver. So you have you have papers. But apart from serious companies, how many truck drivers do you know that actually have even okay, let me maybe I might be, I might be overreaching saying they don't they don't have a driver's license, but how many of them have done the proper trainings that they have to do to claim that as an occupation? Hmm. Do you understand? So even butchers, even makeup artists, they've added those things now as professions. Yes. Even chefs, they were, there was a time they were calling chefs. Yeah. So it's not that, I mean, what they're saying is we have these jobs. Come, if you're skilled. But, but okay, let's say for example, now, mm-hmm. truck driver won't travel to mm-hmm. Canada. Mm-hmm. Ingo still do all the points-based thing too. Eh, at least you go speak English now. Mm. So you go do English test. You must bring English. <laughs> hey, you must be saying, no wonder a lot of people if because there's a lot of people who speak yeah. English. Now, get, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Which one be saying? Hey, God. You know? Be, wait, so. Tell me, son. You don't hear Caribbean they speak English. When I say English, I'm not saying accent. No, no, no. no. I'm I, saying construction of sentences. Just construction of sentences. Most, the average Nigerian speaks better than even all the people. No, no, you're getting me wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are even, because we, because we learn English. Mm-hmm. They didn't go to school. They didn't go to school. English. Okay. Okay. I'm saying that 
the English way you learn so mm-hmm. that your secondary mm-hmm. school so. Most people don't learn. Most people don't learn. Graduate day. Graduate day is contrary. Mm-hmm. There are so exams. many people, yeah. So all those English as well. So it, it, it's actually a problem. Mm. They're making the it easier English and easier. Like so, that's oh. what you said. Like the, no, oh. the UK at least mm-hmm. are almost desperate. Every single day, I see an advert on my Instagram saying we are looking for you. Like we are looking for Nigerian talent. Come oh, here. You can go there on a health visa. You can go there on a um, educator. What so they're looking for teachers. Hmm? What do you say? Why do they deny people visa if they if, if I don't know what I don't know what that is about because they're is, really is really desperate they, they're and they're handing out scholarships to everybody. Is it that the citizens on any basis? citizens they really, don't want to work? Really, yeah. Or what's going on? Um. So basically, um, in the UK, you they have they know that Nigerians like our standards are lower in the UK. You know, the for example, train workers striking, bus drivers striking, and I'm sure the Home Office and you know the department they're, of over, they're probably thinking. I mean, we have people in Africa that would take the job in a heartbeat. See, look, you know, the teachers, when I was in uni, my second year of uni, um, I pretty much only had one term of, of lectures because the workers were striking. There were teacher, um, what are they called? Trade, uh, teacher trade unions that were striking. Mm-hmm. And right now, the UK is aggressively hiring West African teachers, aggressively. So it's like, they're almost like, ah, well, you guys don't want to, we'll hand over to Africans. And it's almost, it's really sad because that's causing like, almost like a... Like a, a rise, exactly yeah. that immigration, they're taking our jobs, sort of thing. So it's but a you lot. Don't want to do the job. It's a lot. So it's really so it's someone really is sad. doing it and you're crying wolf that they yeah, want to take the job. Exactly. So I mean I don't, so it's I don't a know. Lot. I don't think it's uh, the same situation. The Canadian situation is most of them left their jobs even. So they I think after the whole resigned. COVID thing, yeah, most of them left their oh jobs. God, like... And then they have a lot of land unoccupied. What's so also they, they just did the population crisis. All this what is kind also of happening though that I'm really, really grateful to COVID for is that a lot of people are starting to, at least in the in the US, in the UK, realize that um, paying for the skill sets of Nigerian talent is not as expensive as paying for, you know, say like... Their own people. Exactly. So what you find is a lot of young Nigerians are getting incredible remote jobs without even having to leave their house. You know, they're working at Facebook, the they're world, working at even. Google, they're working at oh, Amazon. And yeah, it's getting younger and younger. So it's almost like so in the last 18 months, we've seen like an upsurge of like a new younger middle class that mm. I, we can only thank this whole situation I see them on for. social media Exactly. This tech growth thing We're is recent. Abby. Yeah. Abby, why not? The end. Like I never know. I never look remote. Are they yeah. remote? Yeah. I feel like I'll connect you. I know a guy that knows a guy. I beg. Yeah, yeah you, text, <laughs> you text some tech bros. I mean, that tech bro went. That tech. You know, because there's money. I see person we say for Instagram yesterday morning. Say I've dressed serious today. Let me see. I've dressed like a tech bro today. Make I see whether I feel sneak inside that profession. Mm. Sneak where? Inside that profession. <laughs> but you know, but you know what? It's what crazy. I have to say. You know, as as dysfunctional as our country is, as mm-hmm. terrible as things are. Nigerians are very resilient people. They are smart. You know, when Talented. I, I traveled last year and I saw some of my Nigerian friends who, when they were here, they were relegated. They weren't doing as great. They're doing the barest minimum. That they're, they're actually telling me that, you know what, we're doing the barest minimum. Like, we're not working half as hard as we were in Nigeria, but they respect us here a little more than they used to. And we're making more money. We're taking care of our families. I hate the dysfunction. I That's... hate where we are as Nigerians. But I'm also happy that Nigerians are not lazy people. No, we're not. In fact, we intimidate people with we are out there because we're almost one of the most educated ethnic that calls it an ethnic group. Mm-hmm. Or like but like we're just really about this work. We want to survive. Mm-hmm. And 
the average American or Canadian, we only work a few hours and just like, you know, yeah. go and give it a rest. But we're already putting the hours and yeah. and I wish that we had a better country. I yeah. wish that um our governments would do better with us. But in the meantime, shout out to every young Nigerian who's mm. putting in the work and taking into their own hands. Yeah, taking into their own hands. If yeah. relocation is not it's not easy at all. If, first of all, mentally it does a number on you. Financially, it also does a number on you. So for you to say that you know what, families are being separated. Yes. Yes. I, I was reading the research that the next few generations of Nigeria are going to have just the grand, like your grandparents. In yeah. Nigeria, it's like, like everybody, yeah. like you're, you have five siblings. One is in the UK, the other one's Scotland, the other one is in Canada, another one is in America. You might it's never business. see, it's almost like the you might never, yes, 60s and 70s. you it's might never again. see each other again. Yeah. You, the talent export is crazy. So you even think that Nigeria is in a bad place right now, but as much the, the volume of talent export that is happening right now even puts us at a very dire situation in the next five to ten years yeah. so imagine where we're going to be because of the talent export okay this is the last question before i mean time is fast spent and we need to wrap up this episode right okay. but let's talk about what this massive migration would do for us i mean the talent export like you go mm -hmm. to the hospitals mm -hmm. doctors no d nurses no yeah. d like talents across board skilled people are actually mm -hmm. leaving What's that's why i think like it's genuinely up to it almost like I'm a very spiritual person. So, like, I think there's a reason for everything. I think everything has purpose. I feel like I don't believe in coincidences. So, it's almost like a switch, right? So, we're seeing people that have had enough, people that probably, you know, people that are leaving, right? So we're seeing a mass migration of people outside of the country. And to a very, very large extent, we're also seeing quite a large migration of people into the country. Would you say that much? So what, is it that, yes, is that much? 100%. Uh, 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 at least from my circle. Would you say so that? So everything is about perspective. So it's really about like your experience and who you have around. In my life, in my perspective, it's a lot. But to be honest, like I agree with I mean? her because Lagos right now is full of, I just, I did it. Yeah. 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 But wait, can I, wait, let me, let me, sorry, let me finish the point. Let me finish the point. So the point is that it's almost like, you need to, that thing I said about responsibility, right? Okay. A lot of people are going to, you can't just come in. I mean, they can probably get, do what they want, but like, it's not fair to just come in and take up space in Nigeria right now as an IDGB. It's not fair. You what need to come in and do something. You okay. can't just come, you need to come in and do something. You need to come in and give up space now, doing something. So, okay. It's not just, Please rephrase. you can't just come in and not give back. Yeah, run on vibes, pretty much. Yeah, just be thing that's because you I just... You need to okay. give back. It's almost imperative at this point mm. because we are seeing our skilled, talented, hopeful, mm. once-inspired generation getting the fuck out, leaving everything they love and know behind. Mm -hmm. And then you're just coming in to do a lashed, to do... Like, oh, no, 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 no. Go no, no, you have to give back. No, you but, have to but, give but back. to be fair to the people that are coming back, right? You have to give back. They actually put it in their work. Because, you know, part of the reason why we're seeing Lagos is metropolitan today is yeah. because lots of the people that got back have influenced people here. How's that? Mm. They've set up businesses. They, like, yeah, the way we I mean, do things have, have, it's has, changed. has changed, it's a, changed a bit. Even, this, even the way we hold our government. Yeah. But then I will yeah. say that... Like, I feel like there's a bit of influence from them. But I will were. say that, like, the what I noticed this December... But what I will say that I've also noticed that I don't like is naturally, this is the same thing in the UK, there's 
naturally already a complex when you're talking to, quote-unquote, they used to call Nigerians that came straight from Nigeria international Nigerians in uni. Mm. And Nigerians that had some sort of UK culture, they'll call them British Nigerians. There was always some sort of complex. So whether the international Nigerians thought, ah, who are these like ghetto UK people? Or whether the UK Nigerians thought, who are these Raz Africans? Mm. There was always that complex. And mm. I have actually seen and witnessed IJGBs bring that stupid ass complex home and talk to, I mean, Nigerians do it as well. But it's to even who? more triggering <laughs> when so somebody is going, I said, who do you think place. you're talking to? Yeah, so, so in the way that. You yeah. know, a hustle for this country. Exactly. Place. Talk oh to Nigerians and you have chip on their shoulder, that inferi- um, superiority complex. So it's, it's like, those ones that have nothing to offer. Usually exactly. the ones that are actually level-headed. Yeah. We, we feel, see I them, feel, we interact with them like, every day. Yeah. And in fact, the IDDBs that come back, come back to your parents, let me know sound like a bitter say Nigerian. It, say, it, say, it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Oh, you know Let me end this before they will come for me or sister. I always advise her. If you have the privilege, use it though. Because if my parents had it, I yes, would so. use it. I tell my I mom swear. every time. Use like, your privilege. I wish you but traveled now, though. Let me tell you. <laughs> if, if, you know, we keep complaining, they've recognized poverty, they've done this. Now we are acknowledging that, okay, maybe the IGJBs must have influenced this ability, this audacity. It's even giving them too much credit. Because, right? no, no, no. I'm not saying it's them. I'm, I'm, not, eh? I'm just That's how someone said see, on from, Twitter. From lockdown yeah, to now, was inspired. Mm-hmm. We feel Did you see that country? someone said on them. Twitter, this is the thing about, no offense, shout out to the Americans, but like, this is the thing about Americans, well, right? Like, someone was like, yeah, we're witnessing, you know, around this election time, um, it's possible that we might witness an NSAS pro process um if you remember two years ago was directly inspired by blm i said what was black Bell. black please let it let's not said, mock sir, anybody sir, telepathically uh, uh, so From, it's like there is that superiority oh, complex already yes. so that needs to be handled they should take like, several seats severely. that's not no, but true. whatever complex is so already this itself was in purely born out of i'm just happy to see Right. A yeah, crop purely. of young and upwardly mobile Nigerians demanding more, more for themselves. Yeah. I'm happy to see a group of even the people that studied here mm-hmm. that are, I mean, Nigerians are so smart. Like, across board, mm-hmm. tech, music, entertainment, fashion, we're smart people. But for the first time in a long time, but demanding a little more. We yeah. just we just have to if, put our feet on the ground just a little bit, just a little you, bit more. Just a little do you know bit. The, the couple of Nigerians who are actually just, just leaving to have that, just to get passports and come back and work? Do you think we have social media to thank for that? Yes. Yes. Because yes. we've seen almost yes. these how people are living, even Ghanaians. These yeah. how Ghanaians are yeah. enjoying. Okay, yeah. I can actually. I feel like also more. after really? lockdown, social media just also like we have so much information at, at our tips. Yeah. That, you know, that, something I was Access. Remember when I had said that, um, you know, I was talking about minimum wage Mm -hmm. and how rent is so outrageous Mm -hmm. and how we keep extending ourselves to adjust to terrible situations. Do you know how this, as much as this rent is outrageous, I mean, everybody knows of the infamous water situation in Lekki. In all this um, manifesto that they are reading and all this, nobody has talked about it because it's now normal. Deal with it. With all this rent. Mm-hmm. I just had to put that in there. Yeah. Because, like... So many things are glossed Yeah, over. but there is money. Yeah. There is money. Please, I'm begging you people. If you want to thief small, try and do the work small, okay? 
Did you even say dosage? Just at least try. Yeah, just try and do the work. Yeah. Try and do the work. It's becoming too much. If you hold your daddies, if you if you if you rebel at home, if you join your voices, mm-hmm. your daddy will listen to you because he loves you. You know, he will start to see reasons. I know you cannot relate. We know most of them. They're not even know it's what they talk. Like it doesn't even make sense to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but please, the airports, airports, please. She. I mean, I think for me, I was saying to my friend the other day, like, I've completely, you know how you mentioned in these people's manifestos, they even mention it. I've completely almost given up on Nigeria, like, politically. I believe what is going to save this nation is giving every young person access to socioeconomic freedom. Like, let us just have funds in whatever way possible. And I'm just doing what I can. Maybe it's by starting business and just hiring four or five people. Just doing what I can bit by bit to give back to that process, I think, is... Because like you mentioned, like, if they see that, you know, it's become normalized, they're not going to talk about it. They're not going to mention it. And quite frankly, I don't know if you were referring to, like, their kids when you said, like, hold your parents. It's not going to happen, babe. I assure you, like, I went to school. I don't even care if they're listening to this. Like, I went to school with these people. Like, I, it's not going to happen. Holding their parents accountable is unheard of. It's unheard of. So it's really just on us. That's it. It's unheard of. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on my show. Um, I wish we could do, like, a... A part two of this because I mean I want to get into all of it. So Healthcare, <coughs> this and that. Religion. Like there's so many faces to this to this immigration. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, please help me sign out. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode on Tea with Tay. Subscribe, like, comment. Um, you know, tell us how you liked it. But I hope we were the mouthpiece of the people. Yeah, thank you guys for listening in. Subscribe, share, like, talk about it on Twitter. Don't go and crop the yeah, clip and now go and do one without context. Hear what so you that we'll like. <laughs> but yeah, let's hear what you think. Yeah, let's hear what you think. So say vibe. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 